3: Welcome to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am Cheryl Todd, one of your hosts.
4: And I'm Dan Todd, the other guy. <laughs> We've got a great show today. The title is Rescuing the Second Amendment from Culture Thieves. Our first hour, we're going to have Nick Adams. He is the best-selling author of The American Boomerang and Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness. He also is a founder and executive director of the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, an organization dedicated to promoting American exceptionalism and combating American, anti-Americanism worldwide. You're giving me these big words (laughs) first thing. Cheryl, come on.
3: Well, you know, it's
4: what I do. Yeah, on our second hour, this is going to be easier. I have Lou Ann Hamblin, the founder of, uh-oh, Luca Training, Luca Technical Training, where they specialize in training program called Building Warrior Women. I like that, Building Warrior Women.
3: Me too. I'm really excited to talk with both of these people. Um, and Nick's foundation, the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, I love the acronym for that, FLAG. He's such a patriotic guy, but yet he's Australian.
4: Right. He doesn't live here, but yet he's. He loves America. You know, I've I've met several people from Australia, and they all have that same thought. And I think, you know, like with Nick, he they lost so much. He just wants to make sure we don't lose it.
3: I'm pretty sure that's what's going on there. So I'm excited to talk to him. And we have, we actually have a really good customer in our store, Stuart, who just got his citizenship, his American citizenship last year in 2015. And he's from Australia. And I mean, I just get uh, almost emotional <laughs> listening to Stuart talk about America. And it's not like he's bashing Australia, he's just so in love with what our country has done for other countries, what our country stands for. And, I, you know, I think it's just been so missing, you know, in the national conversation for the past, let's just say, eight years. How about
4: seven and a half years.
3: <laughs> seven and a half years. And it's like we all sort of carry this weird baggage of of shame with us now instead of feeling... Proud of what our forefathers have done, and all the the military people that have sacrificed their lives and sacrificed time out of their families' lives and sacrificed limbs to uh, go and defend the ideal of America on foreign soil.
4: You know, I, I remember Stuart the first time he came in the store and he's got the thick Australian accent so he was a little tough for me at first to understand because I can't understand anybody right now <laughs> but anyway he um, thank God
3: Downton Abbey has those little subtitles oh, let me I just know. say that because okay uh, little secret here Dan and I both love Downton Abbey so sorry Dan if I've just That's outed right.
4: you <laughs> so Stuart let's talk about Stuart he he loved his country Australia Um but there was a, a straw that broke that was the last straw for him, and that's the gun rights. He told me that he came to the United States to live because of the gun laws there. He loved firearms so much that he uprooted his family and moved to the United States.
3: And it's not like, oh, I love guns because guns, guns, guns. He loves being able to protect himself and protect his family. He's got young daughters. He's teaching them how to protect themselves. So he's got the legacy mindset that what we teach today is what's going to take fruition tomorrow. Sure. And so, you know, we are exceptional. America is an exceptional place. We are so blessed that we just happen to have been born here. And I think that we we so often, the collective we, take that for granted, and we allow these negative voices to come in and make us feel differently than what we should, make us feel that guilt or that, you know, it's almost like success guilt. You know, people that have been highly successful, they, they sort of walk around with this weird feeling of, I don't deserve this.
4: Right. I don't want to put any disappointment in you, Cheryl, but... We need to be aware that we're losing a lot of that right now. We're We're losing a lot of our... And what do we do we have, about it? Well, we, we listen to shows like this, and we talk to other people, and we help promote being strong with what we believe in, mm-hmm. and uh, by voting and, and knowing what they're trying to do. It's, it's terrible.
3: Well, on that exact note, uh, we are actually pre-recording this show today. The, the date today is the 18th of February, so we're like nine days before when you will actually hear this live because this show will be on the 27th, uh, Saturday the 27th. And the reason we're pre-recording, uh, well first let me say that be aware that since we're nine days out, if some big news event happens and we have failed to mention it, it's because we've pre-recorded. We're not ignoring big uh, important news events. But uh, the reason we're pre-recording, Dan, is
4: we're going to DC, District of Columbia, Washington.
5: Washington DC. We're going there to. A-
4: we're going to take my daughter and grandbaby, and we're going to learn. That's what we're going to do.
3: Absolutely. So we've never been to DC before. And so uh, I was going with the 2AO organization. We interviewed them a couple of weeks back.
4: What's 2AO?
3: Second Amendment Organization. Uh, so 2AO.org is how you would find them online. And they've got a couple of, of projects going. One is a bus trip. And so they're going to visit a lot of um, key states, is what is the way that Brian Crosswhite uh, phrased it when he was on talking about Uh, this organization that he has headed up. It's a real grassroots uh, type of a deal. Visit key states and talk to groups of people who are not your normal gun owner, you know, the minority groups that have kind of been culturally shunned away from firearms. And so the other leg is called the DC Project, and it's a group of women. It's a small group. Ten to 15 of us are going and we're going to meet with our representatives. We're going to get the lay of the land. We're going to figure out how to use their, their uh, metro system and all that sort of thing. And then we are going to mentor a woman from every one of our states later in the year. So later in the year, we'll have 50 ladies go. And then they're going to do this same thing. And hopefully they will then mentor other ladies. And so the idea is to to actually have a voice, to actually be involved so that we don't find ourselves in the place of, say, Australia, where their guns were taken away, their gun rights were changed on a dime, basically. And one, one generation later, it is now such a, a an embarrassing stain on your reputation to own a gun or to be photographed with a gun that... Um, tell the story about the, the Olympics, the, the swimmers. Dan. Oh, the
4: two two guys that were in the Olympics came to California. They walked into a gun shop and just had a pick. Well, first of all, California, I don't know why there, but they... Um, <laughs> they were training there. Right, they took a picture of them with a gun and uh, put it on their the Facebook or whatever they used, and uh, they got in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. They almost got completely knocked off the Olympic team because it was a disgrace to their country, mm-hmm. but then uh, they were allowed to perform, but they could not do any social media. They had really strict, so it's an embarrassment, and that's what our culture is doing to us today.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: They're making the fact that you like guns a, n- a not normal thing, mm-hmm. and they're they're coming after, you, and they're going to. You said on a dime, it really wasn't on a dime. They took some really planning. They they figured this cultural thing out. And so the first thing we need to do is make it cultural unacceptable mm-hmm. to own a firearm. Mm-hmm. If you even think about a firearm, if you look at one, you take a picture of it, or you draw it, or you make a cookie out of it, or whatever, or even have a Nerf gun, then you are not normal.
3: Mm, that's such a good point because that's in the schools,
4: right? And even let's take Disneyland now. I remember when I was a kid, you got you got the rifle, you went shooting, you I mean you shot the play toy gun all over the park and played cowboys in indian and <laughs> huck finn and all that now you can't there's no guns there's no guns with a plastic red top there's nothing mm-hmm. you can't they have a couple on display and you can't reach them mm-hmm. but other than that there's no guns so they're culturally saying guns are not acceptable mm-hmm. And that is totally wrong. It's
3: well, I like the point you were making about you know chewing the pop tart into the shape of a gun, or you know you can't wear even a, a t-shirt that's um, has any depiction at all of a firearm on it um, in schools. And it's like that is the cultural shift that's happening. That has nothing to do with laws. That is other people shaming those of us that value our Second Amendment rights and. And that we see that guns stand for self-protection, stands for good, stands for saving lives, those sorts of things. And they're trying what they can to make it like a dirty secret. Sure.
4: If we take the younger generation and we make them guns not acceptable, then it's going to be very easy for them to sway later on when they're at their voting age. Well, what do I need a gun for? I don't care. So it's OK. Do that. Whereas in my time when I was young... Guns were a part of your culture. You handled them. You shot them. You took them apart. It was part of your life. You hunted with them. You got food for the family. Now they're taking that away from us, and that's the first step. Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way, and that's how they did it in Australia too. Mm -hmm. Well—
3: and that's why we're having this show today and why it's, it's themed as rescuing the Second Amendment from culture thieves. And both of our guests today, both Nick Adams and Luann Hamblin, who is Building Warrior Women, are wrestling the culture back from these culture thieves and the political correctness, the disapproving looks of the elitists and the politicians, the Hollywood celebrities and uh, the Whoopi Goldbergs and Geraldo Rivera's of the world. So stick around because we have got a lot more to talk about in this vein. We want to hear from you on our Facebook page. Contact us through our webpage, gunfreedomradio.com, and we will be right back after this commercial.
6: Hugh Hewitt is excited for the possibility of an open convention for the GOP. We had one of those with four candidates in 1860. So the most we're going to have going to this open convention is four. Trump, either Jeb or Rubio, Cruz, and John Casey. I can't compare them. Nothing compares accurately. But a lot of people are going to be studying that 1860 convention very closely. The Hugh Hewitt Show, afternoons at 4, right before Mark Levin at 7, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection, and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. And when you go, tell them old
2: Don Collier sent you. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona.
5: Announcing Second Amendment Bumper Stickers.com's first buy one, get one free sale. This weekend, when you buy one bumper sticker, we'll send a second free. Reagan's quote, government is the problem, is now buy one and get one free. Franklin's quote, those willing to sacrifice liberty for security deserve neither, is now buy one and get a second one free. Without the Second Amendment, there is no First Amendment. Buy one and we'll send a second one for free. Bumper stickers make great gifts, are inexpensive, and shipping is always free. When the people fear the government, there is tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is freedom. Isn't that the truth? All our great bumper stickers are buy one, get one free this weekend. Please go to secondamendmentbumperstickers.com, make your purchase, and we'll guarantee we'll double that order for free. That's secondamendmentbumperstickers.com, all spelled out secondamendmentbumperstickers.com.
6: When you're working hard to beat debt, you gotta think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's Nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more. At PotOfGoldEstate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit PotOfGoldEstate.com. PotOfGoldEstate.com.
3: I'm more resourceful than I thought.
7: My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers.
3: And my lamp can bring others a bright future.
7: Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community.
3: Now my stuff gets a second chance.
7: And will give someone in my community a second
5: chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at goodwill.org. That's goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. The following program has been pre-recorded.
3: Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And today, the theme of our show is Rescuing the Second Amendment from Culture Thieves. And our first guest is Nick Adams, an Australian who believes more in American values, American strength, and American pride than many natural born Americans do. Nick is the best selling author of Retaking America Crushing Political Correctness. He is also the founder and executive director of the Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness, I love that acronym, FLAG, an organization dedicated to promoting American exceptionalism and combating anti-Americanism worldwide. Welcome to the show, Nick.
1: Hello, Cheryl Todd. What a pleasure and honor and privilege it is to be here with you. I'm thrilled to have a chance to speak to you and your listeners about my new book, Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness. I've heard so many great things about you and Dan, and I'm really looking forward to spending some time with you.
3: Oh, us too. Thank you so much for that. That was a very nice compliment. Now, I want to talk about your book because it's so important, but I wonder if first I should just ask you, where does this love of America come from?
1: Well, it's a great question, Cheryl, uh, and it's a difficult one to answer, but the truth is that... There's lots of people right around the world that have always been drawn to the United States, whether it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stuart Varney from Fox Business, Elon Musk, the entrepreneur, and I kind of fit in that category. And there's, It's hard for Americans to understand, but as somebody from looking in from the outside, this is the most optimistic place. This is the place with the most opportunity. This is a patriotic place, a proud place, and it's really where freedom breathes and that's alluring, that's magnetizing, and that's why all of my life, uh, even as a little boy, I would be going around telling my mum and dad and teachers that I wanted to get to America, and everyone thought I was crazy. Not much has changed, but I really couldn't wait to get on American soil, and I first came here seven years ago, and 18 trips later, I can tell you, apart from maybe hamburgers and steaks, uh, unlike everything else, my love for this country and my passion for it only grows with each trip.
4: Well, wow, Nick, that that's awesome. I mean, I would always think that you guys were a mirror country to us—that you were exactly the same as, as us.
1: Yeah, Dan. Look, it's a good point. Uh, unfortunately, the international perception of Australia is very different to the domestic reality. So. You know, most people that don't live in Australia think that we box kangaroos by day and wrestle (laughs) crocodiles at night. But it's actually not the case. Uh, You know, we tend to be a... We're a very compliant people. We are a collectivist society. Uh, We didn't have the foundation that America had. And we're just culturally different. And, uh, I mean, there are things that we have in common, sure. And I'm very proud to belong to a country that is... Bought alongside the United States in every single major conflict since the beginning of last century, but you know when it comes to actually uh, acting out certain ways, we're very different. And there's no better example than, of course, something that's very close to your heart, and that's guns.
3: Absolutely.
1: You know when when Australia introduced the gun buyback scheme and uh, overhauled the entire gun legal system, uh, which, by the way, is 20 years next month, so it's very timely that we're talking about it, mm-hmm. uh, everyday ordinary Australians, Cheryl and Dan, actually went to their local police station and voluntarily gave in their gun. Now, that tells you how different the Australian people are to particularly people that live in middle America or flyover country. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine many Americans voluntarily going to their local police station and handing in their firearms.
3: Well, and, in this generation, maybe not, but, you know, if the cultural thieves keep at us. Maybe that could happen, but well, go on with what you were going to say.
1: Yeah, well, that's something, Cheryl, that, you know, you guys need to protect about, and that's something that I speak about in my book, Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness. That you have to be vigilant. The Second Amendment is the cornerstone of American exceptionalism as far as I'm concerned. Second Amendment is the, uh, I mean, without the Second Amendment, there are no other amendments that are worthwhile. And there is nothing more moral, I believe, than having the ability to protect yourself, your family and your property. Mm. And anybody that tries to dilute the Second Amendment or in any way hinder firearms uh, really is anti-freedom, un-American and quite simply wrong.
3: Gosh, I wish I could infuse your love of our country, your enthusiasm for our our country, and that thought process that you just went through about the importance of the Second Amendment. I wish I could infuse it into everyone so that they could they could really see. What is being done in this war of words and this war of ideas that's trying to chip, chip, chip away?
4: Well, I wish we could trade. I would like to get people like you Mm -hmm. from Australia. We'll give you three of ours (laughs) that don't believe in the rights that we have. Right. And and we'll take one of you guys. How about that? Is that a good trade?
1: Absolutely. You know, I... uh, I think that uh, we can do a fair trade with with a, with a white liberal that that will live. I, I can live with that. Yeah.
4: <laughs> what what is the what do the people, the average person, think of the government there? Do they think they're controlling? Do they are they comfortable with the controlling government? What what is it?
1: Dan, are you asking about Australia or America?
4: Australia, I know how it is here.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. and and are you asking about how Australians feel about the American government or how Australians I'm, feel about the Australian government?
4: I'm sorry, about their government. I mean. Do they love it that they're they're doing this, or what's going on?
1: Well, it's a good question. Look, like I say, I mean, we are a different people. We have a different past. And so we aren't naturally suspicious of authority or uh, anti-government. We don't have that rebellious, individualistic streak that is so profound in American culture. And, and by the way, I mean, it's not just us that doesn't have it. Nobody has it except America and Americans. Mm. And, and that's one of the reasons why... America is the greatest country in the history of the world. It is the exceptional nation, and it is the indispensable idea of humanity, and that's why we've got to do everything that we can, no matter who we are, where we live, what we do, what colour we are, what sexual persuasion we uh, subscribe to. Uh, We need to do everything we can to keep America strong. Everyone's got an investment in this, And, and that's why I wrote the book, Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness. That's why... America is so dear to me. I don't live here. I want to live here. I'm desperately trying to become an American. The legal way, it's cost me $40,000 so far, Hmm. four years. And uh, it's very frustrating when you see all of these people coming illegally, when you see Syrian refugees being allowed to come. But if you're patriotic and you're productive and you want to contribute to American society, you get put through the ringer. It's not fair, it's not right, and it's got to change part of this political correctness
3: nonsense. I could not possibly agree with you more. And wouldn't you think that somebody like you that writes books to promote America's greatness and your love of America, seems like, you know, people would be rushing to say, how do we get this?
6: folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too.
2: Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms Huge Gun Buying Event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. The journey to retirement can be scary and complicated. For the best advice and guidance to navigate through the financial world, listen to the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4. Make sure you're not making mistakes during the planning process. Know what to watch out for and how to craft the most secure plan possible. If peace of mind is something that you want as you prepare for retirement, don't miss the Fullerton Financial Hour with Stephanie Fullerton every Saturday afternoon at 4, right here on KKNT 960, The Patriot. Is
7: your driveway, pool, deck, patio or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable and safe surface for parking, walking, playing and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit Enviropaving.com That's 1-800-919-5945 or click Enviropaving.com Franchise is now available in the Phoenix air.
5: Check out the Seth Leibson Show podcast page at 960thepatriot.com where you can replay every minute of every show. The Seth Leibson Show, where it's principles, not politics. Weekdays from 10 p.m. to midnight on Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot.
6: Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information.
5: The following program has been pre-recorded.
3: Thank you for being here with us today. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are talking today about rescuing the Second Amendment from the culture thieves. And we're speaking with Australian author Nick Adams. He's just recently released a book called Retaking America... Crushing Political Correctness. And you've been on a whirlwind tour here, Nick, uh, here in America the last couple of weeks, haven't you?
1: That's exactly right, Cheryl. I most certainly have been. I started off in Texas. Then I went to St. Louis, Missouri to keynote a conference. And then following that, I went to New York. And then I went to New Hampshire. And then I flew cross-country to Oregon and came back to New Hampshire and then down to South Carolina and then across to Texas. And then. Charleston, South Carolina, which is where I'm speaking to you from right now, here at Folly Beach, gazing out at the beautiful Atlantic Ocean and uh, talking to some of my favorite people in Arizona.
3: Well, I appreciate that, Nick. And I'm I'm noticing some of the names of these states kind of maybe coincide with some political things we have going on in the country right now.
1: Yeah, that's right, Cheryl. Look, American politics, much like the country, the culture, and the people, is truly exceptional.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: And I've
1: always wanted to experience what a presidential race feels like. And 2016 certainly has uh, all of that on steroids. So I've had a good time being in New Hampshire, being part of everything that's going on, and a good time in in, uh, South Carolina. I went to the debate uh, in Greenville, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, But, you know, I've just had a chance to meet lots of the candidates and, Go to some of their meet and greets and some of their rallies and everything else, and it's just a really interesting time I think to be an American. And you know, you guys don't realise how lucky you are mm. to have such a vibrant democratic process. Some of your listeners may not realise this, Cheryl and Dan, but in Australia, for example, we have compulsory voting. If you don't vote, you get fined oh, wow. around wow. seventy or eighty dollars. Oh,
3: uh, wow. <laughs>
1: The United States is the only country in the world that has primary elections. In the rest of the world, the establishment, you know, a small number of people from the local party establishment and the national establishment get together in a back room and they determine who gets to represent the party. So Mm. to be a part of such a different process, such an open process, such a free process, I love it. I can't get enough of it. American politics is addictive, and, and I'm an addict. And that's why I wrote my book, Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness.
3: Well, just watching your Facebook page, which is, of course, Nick Adams on Facebook, you, every day it seems like you are being photographed, you have a little selfie with one of our candidates. And I think You know, if we could just be that involved, if Americans could just be that involved. And I think because of some of the the unusual people that we have in the process this year, uh, it has brought a lot more interest, and a lot more eyes to uh, the election uh, coming up. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, But so often it's just kind of like, oh, you know, it's another election year and we pretty much know who's going to get it. you know, elected and all that kind of thing, and we just kind of keep on about our lives. And here you've flown all the way to America to become involved in the process.
1: Yeah, well, look, like I say, the President of the United States, Cheryl, is not just the President of the United States. He or she is the President of the entire world. Everyone's got an investment in this. As I've traveled through New Hampshire and South Carolina, Uh, I can tell you that it's not just local state media, it's not just local American national media. Sure, all the cable guys are there and all the nationally syndicated radio shows are there, but you know who else is there? International media, French media, British media. Uh, The whole world's media congregates in in states like South Carolina and New Hampshire when these things are going on. and that's a sign that really the whole world is looking to America and, and anxiously waiting because what's good for America is good for the world. When America does well, the world does well. When America is weak, the world is exceedingly dangerous like it is right now. And, and that's why you know we've got to be so careful about who, we, who Americans choose to be the next president because it has a, an impact on every single person right around the world. Right now, for example, guys, people in Australia are not sleeping well mm. because President Obama refuses to sufficiently protect us against the evils of, of Islamism. Mm.
3: My goodness. And, you know, I'm so glad to hear you say that because I I grew up knowing that the world relies on America to be strong, just like a gravitational pull, like the way our planets operate. And, and as long as we've got that strong, strength that core strength then things operate a certain way and without that we end up with some chaos so stick around we have got so much more to talk about with author nick adams author of retaking america crushing political correctness right after this break
6: Mark Levin is scared of another Obama Supreme Court nominee.
7: If we give this seat of one of the most brilliant constitutional originalists in American history to Barack Obama, you can kiss what's left of the Constitution goodbye. That court will have enough members to decide what cases it will take. That court will ram through one decision after another. We won't see anything like it since the FDR court the Warren court.
6: Mark Levin, weeknights at 7, right before the Seth Liebson Show at 10, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
0: This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. Some GOP presidential candidates have recently tried to exploit the immigration issue by accusing their opponents of supporting amnesty, in quotes. As a matter of fact, none of the Republicans backs amnesty the way Reagan did in 1986, granting quick legal status to those who had entered the country illegally, inevitably encouraging more illegal immigration. Today's Republicans, even those endorsing immigration reform, demand improvements in border security first. And they would impose a long, hard path on all those who sought permanent legal status, including payment of fines, back taxes, full background checks, demonstrated fluency in English, and a return to the back of the line before any application for citizenship. The real division among Republicans involves mass deportation, not amnesty. Like most Americans, most GOP candidates reject the idea of deporting 11 million illegals and their families as practically inconceivable and politically impossible. I'm Michael Medved.
6: When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your Collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I 10 and Dysart Road in historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. Potofgoldestate.com. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew morrell president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Students who read, and are read, too, do better in school and in life. Every child can learn to read, and reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn.
7: A message from the Arizona Education Association.
5: The following program has been pre-recorded. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate,
4: and inform. Sponsored by A.Z. Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. Our theme today is rescuing the Second Amendment from culture thieves. And we have uh, Nick Adams, who is the author of the Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness. Nick, you are a breath of fresh air. Most people that come to this country want to change our culture to their culture where they escaped from. Here you are. Embracing what we have, it gives me chills because you're not the only person that I've met from Australia that feels the way that you do. So obviously, you guys are missing something, and we're going to lose this something if we don't do something about it.
1: Well, that's right. You know, America is a great idea. And of course, it was, uh, you know, someone I'm sure that all of you listeners know who famously said that. Ben Franklin, that we manage to get a republic if you can keep it. And it does require work. It does require vigilance. It does require constant attention because, uh, as another great American famously said, President Ronald Reagan, freedom is only ever one generation away from extinction. And so it's super important, Dan, that we educate young Americans and everybody how important it is that America stays strong and that America exercises fidelity to a constitution. And one of the things that I outline in my book, Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness, is that I think that there are some things that America needs to do in order to retake America and to crush political correctness. It needs to end the waste, pay back the debt, limit the government, axe political correctness, protect the borders, preserve Judeo-Christian tradition, end the culture of entitlement, cut taxes exercise fidelity to the Constitution and keep the peace through unquestioned military advantage. And if America can get behind those things and do it, then we are going to see this this culturally totalitarian thug that's called political correctness. We're gonna see it destroyed.
4: Mm. Well, you need to uh you need to stay here. <laughs> and you know what? If you need a place to stay, you can have part of my house. You need to stay here. <laughs>
1: That's very kind of you, and I appreciate it. But, look, I'm only speaking the truth. I know that these days the truth has become a pretty uncommon thing because political correctness, as I stated in my book, Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness, political correctness is all about asserting a narrative, Dan and Cheryl. It's not about telling the truth. And that's a very tragic thing because, you know, political correctness, the casualty of it is not just freedom, it's also the truth. But if we're not free to tell the truth and the truth doesn't get heard, well, then we may as well all go out and buy ourselves an Aladdin rugs and bed sheets and headwear and start headbutting concrete. Mm. Right. Because they're coming to get us. Mm-hmm. They know who they are. They have an identity. They're allowed to feel pride. And we're told that we shouldn't be uh, proud to be American. We're told that America is a hateful place and a terrible place. What a crock. hmm Do you, in your book, because I've
3: I've ordered it. I haven't got my copy yet. Um, So do you, in your book, talk about the genesis of this movement? Like, where does this come from, this political correctness?
1: I do, Cheryl. Look, political correctness was born on college campuses, and it's been weaponized through social media. Mm. Social media has given a whole bunch of people a voice that... Never would have had one, and quite frankly, don't deserve one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and right now, it has enabled people to very quickly destroy other people's reputations and record everything that they say and, and damage them. And in so many ways, traditional Americans have become moral lepers in their own in their own country. Uh, traditional Americans are not welcome into polite society anymore. And I guess traditional Americans are now the new communists. Now, Mm -hmm. what do I mean by that? Well, what I mean is that it wasn't that long ago that if you were a communist or had an association to communism, real or perceived, you would lose your job, you'd be cancelled on a college campus as a speaker, you'd miss out on opportunities. Well, boy, have the tables flipped or what?
4: They sure have. I mean, can you imagine being a candidate for the President of the United States and saying you're a socialist?
1: I, I could never have imagined that a candidate like that primary like New
4: Hampshire. I, I can't believe that he was even accepted as a nominee. Yeah,
1: well, and that, and that ban is is a sign of how bad things have gotten. It is a sign about how much work needs to be done in order to crush political correctness. Uh, it needs to happen. It needs to happen quickly, because America cannot afford to be asphyxiated by this, by these moral and intellectual lilliputians, these these moral and intellectual pixies.
4: But how do we <laughs> wanna, how do, excuse me but how do we do that when the other side is giving so much away for free? We're going to give you this. We're going to do this for you. you don't have to work. How do we combat that? That's the hardest thing to me.
1: Dan, it's hard. It's going to be the toughest battle ever. It's worse than any nightmare you've ever had because you're right. they do hold a lot of uh, cards over us. But we need to get smart. We need to engage in the culture war. We need to use the the left tactics. We need to use the tactics of the politically correct against them. Right. That's not what we've been doing. We've been a punching bag for these guys. Right. And, you know,
4: if people knew what you and I have and how good we feel to be free, that we earned our money, that we earned what we do here, it would change things. But they are just kept down. They just... Give them more free stuff; they'll they'll be okay.
1: Well, I mean, because that's the whole narrative, Dan. And if you come out and you tell the truth about it, you get libels. I mean, these guys this is the this is exactly what the left does. This is what political correctness does. It starts to hurl epithets that you're racist, that you're a bigot, that you're you're a sexist, that you're this and you're that. And I mean, I'm just sick of, of, to death of hearing of all of this nonsense. This is the greatest country in the world for a black person to live. This is the greatest country in the world for a gay person to live. This is the greatest country in the world for anybody to live. And that's why more people want to come to this country and more people want to immigrate to the United States than anywhere else. And if this place was as bad as what everyone wants to make it out to be, you wouldn't have the problem you've got on your southern border. Right. And that tells you how great America is, how different it is, and why we need to protect and preserve it. It is the greatest moral imperative of
0: our time.
3: Well, I, I just want to let those words sit and ring in people's ears because it is so the truth. Um, I also want to take a minute and I want to talk about an article that you wrote for WND.com. It was uh, almost two years ago to the day, February twenty fourth, 2013, called Catastrophe When America's Twin Gave Up Guns. Now, you've already said how we're not exactly twins because, you know, we, America has been raised on a culture, in the past at least, of this rugged individualism, and, and that you had said that Australia is more of a collectivist ideology, but, um, but we're similar enough that Hillary Clinton just starts throwing out words like, well, the Australian model of gun control makes sense, Right. So to the average person who has no idea what the Australian model of gun control is, probably just nods their head and smiles and goes, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Why, do you, why would you say that that is not necessarily the best model?
1: Well, Cheryl, for many, 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 many reasons, and the first of which is that right now all the criminals have guns in Australia and all the good people don't.
3: Oh, even though they're illegal, the criminals. Even
1: though they're illegal. Would you believe it? <laughs> strike me down, knock me dead. Mm -hmm. I mean, unbelievable. That's exactly what happens, though, whenever firearms are confiscated. Uh, Only the outlaws have them and the law-abiding don't, and that's a big, big, big problem.
4: Do they have Uh, a mandatory uh, sentencing for a person with a firearm?
1: No, they don't have a mandatory sentencing, I don't think, Dan. But what, what, what has now happened is that unless you have a professional reason to have a firearm so unless you're a veterinarian or a rancher and you can prove that you need a firearm in order to be able to conduct your business then uh, you know you're not allowed to, to, to have one and it's a big problem and uh, you know it, it, thankfully our police still carry guns I mean in England mm-hmm. and uh, and France uh, these guys don't, don't even carry firearms I mean when the Charlie Hebdo attack happened and I talk about this in my book Retaking America Crushing Political Correctness when the police turned up there I mean they turned up with a baguette in their right hand and a croissant in their left oh. <laughs> and and you know it's just unbelievable mm. that a society could get so so pussycat so much well and, and,
3: and I'm sorry yeah. and how quickly these things happen because in that article I was talking about the catastrophe article from D and I'll post that on our Facebook page for our listeners. You talk about one generation back, 1942, okay, that was the year my dad was born. In 1942 in Australia, the gun culture was completely different, and you say that they, they had your own Pearl Harbor, and I didn't know this. Can you talk about that for a minute?
1: Sure. Look, I mean, like I say, I, it, times were different back then. Uh, you know, we couldn't have won the Second World War. Cheryl, today. We couldn't win it today. We just mm-hmm. couldn't do it. We don't have the moral clarity, we don't have the patience, we don't have the stomach, we don't, we don't have anything. And, and uh, 75 years ago, your country and mine in turn, Japanese, Germans and Italians with almost no evidence at all that they were in any way colluding or conspiring with the evils that were going being perpetrated in their country of origin or their country of heritage. But we did it because it needed to happen. We did it because uh, we wanted to win under all circumstances. And unfortunately now, uh, we couldn't do that. There's this idea that if we kill five of theirs and, uh, and they've only killed three of ours, well, then we're oppressive and, and a, a brutal dictator and we've got what's coming to us. And we can't win with that kind of thinking. And, uh, you know, the, the Japanese ships were in, in uh, Sydney Harbour and people did try and defend against against that at the time and that couldn't happen today and i always say that it's just crazy uh for the second amendment right now to be debated in the united states when really islamism is rampant and we know that there are people in america in australia elsewhere who are living here that are of the muslim faith that want to blow us up shoot us up cut our heads off set us on fire do all of that stuff, and. We, I mean, Americans should be should be so grateful that they've got the Second Amendment so they can do something about it. I mean, if if, if these guys come down to Australia, we're going to be taking off our, our pants and, you know, yep. saying, go for it.
3: Well, in the article, you were saying that uh, the the Japanese were so sure that they were going to be able to take over uh, Australia because there was a bombing in the city of Darwin, that they had actually printed uh, currency. Currency.
1: They, had. Yes. they
3: were ready to just walk right in and that everybody, all the civilians and even the indigenous population, grabbed their guns because they all had guns. They went out into the streets. They assumed their post and they waited. And guess what? Three months later, basically, it was all over. And a you're great s-
1: story, Cheryl, and, and one that's not celebrated enough. And that's why it was a tragedy. I was just 11 and a half years old in March of 1996 when the Australian government stepped in and and changed those laws. And I don't think that those laws have improved anything at all. Uh, You know, I wasn't even allowed to bring in a BB gun that was sent to me by the Daisy Red Rider factory, a Red Rider BB gun that they had specifically manufactured for me as a gift after I had spoken to their organisation in Rogers, Arkansas. Oh, my gosh. And it's such a, you know, and and, I mean, that's that's a BB gun that lay under... Lots of people's Christmas trees. My father used to have a Daisy Red Ryder BB gun growing up in Australia. And yet now uh, that's considered a a firearm.
3: Right. That's crazy. Well, and changing the laws is one thing, but changing the hearts and minds of the citizenry is another. And that's where your book comes in. And we've got to run, but please tell everybody how to find your book and how to follow you.
1: Well, Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness is the name of the book. If you love America and you hate political correctness, this is the book for you. You can go onto Amazon right now and order it. Retaking America, Crushing Political Correctness, forward by Dennis Prager, endorsed by so many great people, Hugh Hewitt, Dana Perino, Ben Carson, The National Review, uh, just about everybody that... uh, should be listened to. So I encourage all of your listeners to go out and get Retaking America, Crushing Political Cricket on Amazon.
3: Thank you, Nick, so much. And enjoy America and come back soon.
1: God bless you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for your patriotism.
3: Thank you, sir. Well, stick around for our second hour. Don't move a muscle. We've got a lot more coming up right after this.